This is Maya Anderson with Becker's Women's Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm thrilled to be joined by Deanna Smith, Chief Executive Officer at the Sarah Cannon Cancer Institute in Nashville, Tennessee. We're going to be discussing the ways in which the pandemic has changed the workplace for women, how healthcare executives can empower female leaders, and the ideal mentorship model for female leaders. Deanna, it's a pleasure to speak with you today. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And to start us off, could you please introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your background? Yes. Uh, so I, my name is Deanna Smith, as you indicated, and I have the incredible privilege of working at HCA Healthcare and helping to lead their uh, research institute as well as the cancer service line across the HCA enterprise. I am um, thrilled to be in healthcare. My heart is for patients uh, who are at the most vulnerable time in their life. Uh, so it's it almost doesn't feel like a job because I love it so much. Um, my background is uh, I'm an accountant by training, and uh, really during my time at KPMG, I fell in love with the healthcare industry and have been in it ever since I left KPMG. Great. And to start us off, how would you say COVID-19 and the pandemic has affected the workplace for women? Well, the short answer is that we don't know the full picture yet. Um, you may know I gave a presentation at the American Society of Clinical Oncology, the annual meeting this summer on this very topic. The pandemic has been and continues to be a leading source of stress for women and actually one that has, ha has had a significant impact on our workforce. A couple of eye-opening statistics, Maya, that I found while researching the impact on the pandemic as of early 2021, two and a half million women had left the workplace due to stresses related to social conditions. And this is per the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. I was reading recently and the number looks like it's closer to two million now, but uh, certainly millions of women affected. And also, unfortunately, we're seeing one in four women considering downshifting their careers as a result of the pandemic compared to one in five men. I'm sure it won't surprise you uh, to know that part of that social stress is uh, women certainly seem to be taking on a disproportionate share of the workload at home. And I, I think that's impacted uh, their professional lives. And what are some ways you would say that senior executives in the healthcare space could empower current and emerging female leaders? I can speak for Sarah Cannon. Here we talk all the time about we put patients at the heart of everything we do. And this is more than a brand statement for us. It's a promise of allyship with patients and their families. To live up to that promise, our vision of allyship, it, it has to be extended to the people that serve within every part of our care continuum and research. And we're blessed tremendously by the thousands of talented and dedicated women who work at HCA and Sarah Cannon and know that every bit of empowerment, development, and collaboration we can provide serves not just the employee, but also all of our patients and their families. And Maya, you know, and certainly Becker talks a lot about how complex the healthcare industry is. And one way we empower emerging leaders is by giving them the opportunity to learn new skills and expand their professional networks. If you go to my Sarah Cannon site, um, you'll see the bios of our leadership team, and you'll see that I'm certainly not an anomaly. 
Uh, the tremendously talented Sarah Cannon team is made up of people who, quite frankly, could work anywhere, but have chosen to work together and to commit to a singular mission. At least half of those leaders are women, and the work they do is changing the very idea of what it means to be a female leader. Mm-hmm. Also, I would say that women who have dedicated their lives to serving others in healthcare deserve to have corporate leadership that listens. I try to spend a lot of time listening and am constantly seeking ways to get better feedback and deeper insight into the women, quite frankly, that I serve as CEO. They don't work for me. I, I really see it much more as the fact that I work for them. And I think lastly, I would say uh, I'm certainly not perfect. I have a lot to learn, but at a very practical level, we've created at HCA and Sarah Cannon a women's colleague network, and I'm honored to have recently stepped into the role of executive sponsor. This women's network actively works towards empowering female leaders by speaking up and practically sharing experiences. I think this engagement and conversation through this network, we can address issues that women face in the workplace and learn from one another directly on how to tackle those challenges in a productive manner instead of just, quite frankly, speaking about women's empowerment. So I think it's super important um, to advocate there and to talk about women's empowerment more broadly but I really like the one-to-one sharing of experiences. Mm-hmm. And going off of that, mentorship plays a big part in advancing women to leadership positions. So what would you say the ideal mentorship model for female leaders looks like? Great question. Um, let me take a step back for just a minute. You know, um, you may know, uh, if you read about mentorship, it's a really an ancient concept and practice. It's been around for thousands of years in various forms. And from my perspective, there's no single mentorship model that is perfect for every individual or every industry. So what might work at Sarah Cannon may not work somewhere else. And it's important to note that I use the word individual intentionally. We can't make the mistake of grouping every woman into one large group and asking, what do they need? Every woman is unique and each industry is unique. Secondly, there isn't a single model of leadership, and there certainly isn't a single model of, quote unquote, female leadership. In the past, I think mentorship was often thought of as a training program of sorts, succession planning for the long term. Identify talented, ambitious people and let them be coached by our successful leaders so they someday can be like that leader. But really, lots of changes have happened over the thousands of years, of course, and there's even been, it it feels like there's been thousands of years of change and then a thousand years of change in the last two years. And our world and business world are rapidly changing and new models and careers certainly are emerging all the time. So this is a good time to think about how we can be allies to the next generation of leaders that will probably not be leading in the same environment that the current generations of leaders know so well. And so I think we've we got to rethink that. So while I don't think there is an ideal concept, the concept of allyship begins with the understanding that we need each other's unique perspectives, experiences, and talents to achieve our mutual goals, honestly. 
And so like a tapestry, and I love, I love the metaphor of a tapestry. I love the visual of a tapestry because we're all woven together. And so there's no single thread that, that can imagine it in a tapestry by itself. Each mm-hmm. thread's greatest potential, from my perspective, is only achieved when it is woven together with those around it. And I just, I love that. I think about a tapestry all the time. And in my talk this summer, uh, it was really the picture that I had in my mind. So I think ideal mentorship has to begin with setting aside traditional ideas of perpetuating hierarchical systems, honestly. We love to do that. It's safe for us. But I think we've got to rethink that. I think of leadership as setting an endless roundtable where there's always more seats and every person has a place. Allyship isn't about reinforcing power dynamics, frankly. It's about disrupting them for the goal of collaboration. And I think this is hard. I think this is hard for institutions. I think this is hard for enterprises to think about this concept of a roundtable. So, as you know, women in the workplace are experiencing more pressure, as we talked about, than ever before. And it's reverting us to a place where where equality and inclusion aren't just abstract concepts. They're they're, they're not best practices, honestly, yet. That's our goal, but not quite yet. But to further the concept of the tapestry, from my perspective, it's our responsibility as women in leadership to not only set the endless round table, but nurture a warm environment where conversations and listening, importantly, with empathy, not just listening, but listening with empathy, can become a necessary part of our work, our workflows, how each one of us can achieve breakthroughs in any industry without understanding each other, our patients, our consumers, our communities. I'm not, I'm not sure how that can happen without mm-hmm. this great understanding. And I think we have to listen to each other's stories, Maya. I think we've got to make eye contact. And I think we have to see the uniqueness of each member of our team. Right. Yeah. Thank you so much. You have some great insights into mentorship and allyship and just leadership in general. And I appreciate you sharing those with us. And just to wrap up our conversation today, I want to ask you what your top piece of advice would be for aspiring woman leaders today. If I were to say it succinctly, Maya, I would say deeply appreciate and empower each individual person and think constantly about you and your colleagues, how you're stronger when woven together in your shared mission. And I I think people do well with pictures. And so for me, tapestry is it because each thread is individually unique. And in a tapestry, there are imperfections. um, But when woven together, it's a beautiful picture. So I, I think that would be my one piece of advice to aspiring leaders. Yeah. That's great. Thank you. And Deanna, thank you so much for this discussion as a whole. It was very insightful and I appreciate you taking some time out for us and I look forward to connecting with you again in the future. Thank you so much.